0: Hi everyone. I hope you're all doing well. I am back in Boston. Um, got back the day that the last podcast went up um, with my brother, which I hope you all have been enjoying. Please, please give that a listen. I'm so proud of him and I feel like he did super well. Um, and I just have been really happy with um, the guests I've had on the pod um, both Christina and my brother, and then obviously Jake from before, but it's gone, it's always gone better than I expected, and I'm excited to have more guests on in the future. Um, I'm gonna pause for a moment because there's a bird loudly squawking outside my window. We will be right back. All right, we are back at it. Um, Yeah, that bird, I'm a little concerned because the bird was very loud and screeching, and I already tried starting the recording once, and then the bird was screeching, and so then I had to stop that. I don't even know. But we're back, and we're just going to dive right into it. I, so the main crux of this episode, I really want to talk about sleep and my experience with sleep or lack thereof, because I think it's a really interesting conversation and just like dreams and that sort of thing. Um, But I have been in a little bit of a crisis mode for many different reasons recently, and I feel like I just need to, to get some grievances out there. So, firstly, the day that I'm recording this, it is January 10th. It is the day before this podcast is going to go up. Um, The high today in Boston is 55. Now, two days ago, we had a quote-unquote snowstorm. It's kind of like a regular snow to me because I'm from Minnesota, but... I don't know. It was, like, a lot of snow. Um, And... I find it very concerning that at this point in the year, it is this warm when it's been really cold. Like, even yesterday was really chilly, so I don't really know what's going on. Well, I mean, we know climate change is going on, Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty concerned about that. I'm also, on an unrelated note, but just in terms of worldly concerns, um... While I haven't discussed this on the podcast for a few episodes, I have been sharing it on socials, um, still, and because that's the most important thing, well, not the most important, but it is the most probably important thing that we all can do, um, is talking about Palestine, and we're nearing, I don't know, probably 30,000 people killed at this point, um it's been over 3 months of sheer destruction by israel and it's every day is just gut wrenching i don't really know how we're supposed to operate as usual when something this devastating is happening and i i'm appalled at the, the lack of care, but also the, the, the amount of malicious intent that a lot of people have. Um, I don't think regardless of, you know, whether you're like, oh, but the, the hostages, whatever, blah, 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 whatever you say, that doesn't warrant anyone being killed. Like, it's not tit for tat and even if it were this is way this is way over past tit for tat like just because one person does dies doesn't mean another person should die I don't know I feel like that's pretty logical and moral and sound um but please 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 keep being vocal um be brave be courageous keep fighting we we cannot let them win. And that goes for a lot of... Obviously, there are a lot of other horrific things happening in the world as well. Um, we've seen news about the Congo. We've seen news about Sudan. And it's just gut-wrenching. Um, I think that all of this has been weighed heavily on me and I know it's weighed heavily on so many of you um over the past few months or possibly years um and I wish I wish I had like a solution of how as to how to make it feel lighter but I think the fact that it feels so heavy is the point like that says so much in itself and i just really hope that this reaches everyone or touches everyone like we all need to feel this heaviness the people in power the people causing this this these horrors need to be touched by this heaviness and we we need to impress that upon them in every way we possibly can I, it's, it's a lot to carry, it's a lot to carry when you're sitting somewhere where the weather isn't how it should be, um, meanwhile, and that's killing people, but then also we're exacerbating that by people intentionally killing people, and other things being corrupt, and just a mess, and in shambles, and I don't know, it's just like, it's just a lot um i as we all know or as you may know or have gathered from my previous episodes i'm a pretty like existential person and i feel like when i was home for a couple weeks over the holidays in minnesota i i just i for some reason, being in my hometown just really prompted a lot of like deep reflection and and deep thoughts and and it kind of ate away at me. Um, I think just you know you're you're around family, you're having like somewhat serious conversations, you're reminiscing with friends from growing up. I don't really know, but. Um, I, one thing that scares me a lot is the concept of death, and and I'm, in this moment, I want to clarify, I'm not trying to be, like, morose or negative or anything like that, like, I'm just purely talking about what crosses my mind as someone who is inherently positive but also has these big, big, big feelings and just a lot running through my head always um i it terrifies me to think about the fact that the one thing that is inevitable in in human existence like in this life is death right and what what overwhelms me to the point that there is no solution really is that is that fact like at one day we all die we're all gonna die obviously not on the same day but like we're one day we all die right and that's just it like okay assuming that let's take out all of the variables like assuming that you are not religious because nothing religious has been proven and just just not think so no afterlife you're not thinking about any of that just assuming that when you die you die that's it like that is it like we experience these these heavy and big things and care so much about even the little things for however many decades and then and then all of a sudden we're gone for the rest of eternity and that really terrifies me even though obviously at that point if if nothing happens after i'm not going to be feeling anything like i'm just not going to be here um it still terrifies me that i'm not going to know what the rest of time is going to look like like it's bigger than just like there's no end date to it like the universe continues on forever and ever and ever and i think that's what oh my god even thinking about it right now is like overwhelming me a lot like there's no end in sight for everything which is good but also for everything meaning the universe which is good but also that's it like we're just here for a mere blip in time like just a few like well, not a lot of few but like a chunk of decades and then Maybe a century if you're so lucky, I guess. Um, And then that's just it. Like, I don't really know how to process that. And I don't even know why I'm thinking about it at this point in my life, but I am. Um, I think maybe it also just has to do with being in my mid-20s, maybe having a quarter-life crisis. Even though I feel like, as I wrote in my birthday blog post, Um, I feel like I've been living a quarter-life crisis, uh, I feel like the 20s, your 20s is just like that, um, but I think it's just the idea that, like, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm young, like, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, I'm very young, and I don't want anyone to be upset by what I'm saying, it's just... I think that we all have this moment where we spiral where you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm twenty five, like this September I'm gonna be twenty six. Like that oh my god, like I don't know how to feel, like I'm not really I'm I'm supposed to be grown and I and I feel like I'm supposed to have all these things like figured out more or less and and then I think about the fact that life is so fleeting and one day everything just stops for me and for all of us and i need to be doing i need to be acting and like doing things right now i i just i don't know how i i feel so much anxiety in my heart and in my stomach and just in my entire body and and panic. I feel a lot of panic um, because there's no way to get around this. Like, there's no problem to solve here or there's nothing that is solvable. Like, the end is gonna come, hopefully not for a very long time, and I trust that it's not gonna be for a very long time. I'm fortunate to say that, but... It is going to come. And that's just it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've definitely shed a lot of tears over this for some reason or the other. Throughout my life, but especially recently. And I don't know like how I would... Like, what would give me reassurance? I just, I don't think that that is possible because I'm talking about something that is all going to happen. Like, something that is guaranteed. The one guarantee we do have by being alive. Um, but, yeah, that's that. And I know these are big things and probably things that you didn't want to think about, but here you are listening to this. Um, and if you do have any words of solace that you can give me, um, I would, I welcome them. I, I just don't know if it'll actually make me feel better, but I do appreciate the attempt and I appreciate hearing all of your perspectives as well. Um, so definitely... Send me a message, leave a comment on Instagram or just whatever. I leave a comment on the pod wherever you listen to this. Um, And in the meantime, what would make me feel better is if you went ahead and sent the link to this podcast to at least one person, a friend of yours, whomever, an enemy, I don't really care. Um, Give it a follow, give it a share. I really do appreciate it. And let's move on to I guess some more big, deeper things. um I wanted to talk about this. F- I've been wanting to talk about this for a few weeks, and but of course, I had like my very amazing guests like on the pod. so I was like, okay, this is a good this is a good thing to talk about in the future because I realized I haven't talked about it. um but it's just like the concept of sleep and just how fascinating it is, like how fascinating it is to be in our subconscious, and just the fact that we need sleep in general, like you can die without sleep. Um, but one thing that I have with one thing which with which I have struggled for years and years and years, um, probably since high school at least a decade, if not more, um, is insomnia. Um, I, I think it might be genetic because I know that my dad struggles with it as well. But regardless of that, I really struggle with sleeping, and I feel like I don't really get a good night's rest, and I'm not one of those people where, like, I... If I said, okay, so let's say I was going to bed cons- consistently at, like, 11 p.m. every day, and then there was a day where I needed to wake up at 5 a.m., and so I wanted to go to bed at 9 p.m. That would not work for me. Like, I still would be awake. I, like, I, it would be hard for me to fall asleep because even if, I, even if my bedtime is 11 p.m., I'm not, in, I'm not sleeping until the wee hours of the morning at best. Uh, it used to be a lot worse. I think right now it's a little bit more manageable, but I it's something that is really hard for me because it's like I could be in bed and just not having that feeling of being well rested is is just really challenging when you know that like the next day you have to wake up and you have like a really long day ahead of you and and there are times when I've definitely cried a lot because the morning comes and it's like I was only able to fall asleep at 6 a.m. And suddenly, in an hour or two, I have to get up. And that's just not enough. Like, obviously, that's not enough sleep. So it's really challenging. And there was... uh, Well, first I'll also say that it's worse on my period. So, um, okay, so for example, I was... For a little bit of time, taking trazodone, uh, prescribed sleeping medication. Well, it could. I think it can be used for other things, but um, I used it for sleeping. And the thing with it is, if you don't take it early enough in the night, it makes you feel really drowsy the next day. So, like, if you're gonna, if you want to fall asleep at eleven p.m., like, you need to take it. At, I don't know to be safe, like seven p.m. Um, But then it's hard, too, because you don't know if you'll feel too sleepy at that point. Whatever. Um, But it did really help. The thing, and the thing is, before I went to this, went to this length, I had tried, um, like, melatonin, sleep gummies, stuff like that. I tried all that, did not work. I could not sleep at all. Like, I was wide awake. Um, Which is really interesting, and I think... A lot of people don't have that experience um, and are able to sleep. There is, it's also interesting because um, if you take, okay, for example, like the Ollie sleep gummies or like some sort of gummy like that that helps you sleep. um, I'm not talking about like edible gummies, like these are like melatonin gummies or whatever. Um, So it actually can cause really intense nightmares, and I think that is definitely a side effect that some people have, but regardless of that, I, yeah, they just did not work for me, so took this medication for a little bit, but it's not something that um, they, they as in doctors, like, want you to be on forever, like, for the rest of your life, and I just felt like at a certain point, I wanted to wean off of it, because, it just does make you feel really drowsy. or just more tired throughout the day. And I didn't take the complete, um, like the full dose because that would have made me really, really sleepy. Like even half of that was perfect for me. But the thing is the insomnia that I have in my period. So something that's really common, um, with, or not? I don't know how common it is, but a side effect or like um, a side effect or that type of thing of periods or having your period is insomnia. I think the same thing happens when you're pregnant, and I so I feel like if I ever am with child, that'll be a struggle for me because I I just feel like I it's gonna affect me pretty poorly. Um, regardless, I. The insomnia that I have in my period is invincible. It is absolutely invincible. Um, Nothing works at all. Like I, which is even worse because on your period, it's like you're dealing with so many other things like cramps and bloating and you're in a bad mood and just things are not great, right? And then on top of that, I'm not getting any rest because I literally sit there awake, eyes wide open at night. Well, not sit, I lie, but I like lie in my bed. But I just cannot sleep for the life of me. And it's really frustrating and just really sad. I feel really sad um, when those things happen. And it happens without fail every month. And at best, I'll fall asleep sometime in the morning, like again, 5, 6 a.m. But again, then I have to wake up in whatever amount of time, like especially if I'm if I'm working or something, it's just not, it's not a good time. It's not a good time. But you're expected to just continue on with your life. And obviously, you don't want to warp your sleep schedule too much. So it's like, I have to get up and I have to keep going. and I have to go through my day. But yeah, it's really challenging. And I haven't really found a solution to that aspect. Like, like, truly, nothing helps when I have my period and I have insomnia. Uh, so that's that's fun, that's fun. Um, I think there are other substances um, you can use such as weed if it's legal where you are um, to, to help you sleep. I don't really partake in those super often so but they do. But it is helpful. Um, whenever I do, but that's not obviously the intent. But yeah, it's it's just challenging. And then on top of that, so even when I was young, like a kid, I I would I would talk in my sleep occasionally. Um, so I've always been a bit of a sleep talker, and. It obviously sounds like very incoherent to anybody who listens to it. So if my parents heard me talking, like they wouldn't really know what I was saying, um, or I'd be yelling out like random things, I guess. Um, but regardless of that, sorry if you heard the door slam. Um, regardless of that, I. Sorry, I just got really distracted by the doorstep because my roommate just walked in, but that's fine, whatever. Anyway, so, yeah, so, I would always talk in my sleep, and then, now, I don't know what is going on. But I need to, like, talk to someone about this, like, someone professional about this. Because over the past few years, I've had pretty intense night terrors to the point where I'll be screaming in my sleep. And this usually happens when I'm in a very deep sleep and I'm sleep deprived. So it's more likely like um, if if I'm sleeping in an unusual environment and I fall into a deep sleep and I haven't been getting that much sleep recently or like I just came back from uh, an international flight, and I'm sleep, and I'm sleeping. These things will happen. Um, so basically, I, I, I have like these nightmares where I either I feel like I'm in danger, like imminent danger, and am running for my life, basically. But a lot of the times, it's it's where I feel silenced, and so I'm basically having a conversation with someone and I'm being yelled at or screamed at and accused of certain things or being told that I'm like a horrible person or whatever else but for some reason I can't form a coherent sentence and say something to defend myself and and so this manifests into me actually trying to say things in real life and and crying so I cry a lot when I have night terrors too like I'll be I'll be crying, and I'll be yelling, and all these things, and it's, it's pretty, it's obviously very unsettling for me, but I think that it's, it's pretty scary for people who are around me, like, if I've had night terrors, um, when I'm in, at home, like, with my parents, um, my mom gets, she's been kind of, she's been pretty concerned, um, and she usually, like, wakes me up from it. Um, or for example, this one time, which definitely is not optimal, but uh, I went camping with um, I went camping with a few friends the summer of 2022 in New Hampshire. It was a fantastic camping trip, and I loved being there so much. We went to Pawtuckaway State Park. So if any of you ever want to check it out, and you are in the Northeast go ahead, do that, but I, the second night, so the first night, I slept in a tent, like, with my roommate at the time, Deepa, and then, um, the second night, I decided to sleep outside in my hammock, hammock, okay, I don't know, there's a debate, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but there's a debate, like, do you say hammock or hammock, whatever, I was in that, I slept outside in that, um, it was definitely very cold, and I should have, had another blanket but regardless I for some reason I apparently I had night terrors that night and everyone the friends I was with um they all said that I was screaming and which is very unsettling especially when you're sleeping outside like in the woods and there's other campsites around you like that's not something that people really want to hear but I didn't know what was happening like I was asleep so I don't really know what was going on then. But yeah, I I I have very disruptive sleeps a lot of the time. Um, that doesn't mean that I can't sleep next to someone and they like won't sleep well. It's just I don't know, like, like, for example, my boyfriend, he'll be like, you were you were talking in your sleep again. And he just kind of puts his arm around me and then I feel like that, that that sort of like touch, like someone patting me or putting their arm around me or something like that, kind of makes me aware of it. Like I, I jolt, I kind of jolt awake from that um, and, it, and it stops. But yeah, I can't really explain that. I don't know if there's like some sort of underlying trauma or something that I need to unearth there, but it, it definitely doesn't feel great, especially when you're, you're, you're sleeping, and these big feelings are, are consuming you, like, I don't, I don't, maybe it's, a it's fears that I have in real life of, you know, feeling silence, feeling that I can't explain myself, or people won't give me the opportunity to explain myself, those types of things, it's a little bit unsettling, and maybe that's, like, a fear of mine, it's just what, how others, maybe it's a fear of mine manifesting in my sleep, like, I can't control how others perceive me and I'm losing control. And I think I think that's a big thing for me is like I like to feel in control and when I feel like I don't have control, it's very anxiety-inducing for me. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but they're pretty consistent. Again, especially when I'm sleep-deprived, but I don't know, maybe every couple weeks or something, and I definitely do talk in my sleep a lot, or pretty often. So that's, yeah, not really optimal, but it's like, so it's like one of those things where either I have, either I'm struggling to sleep and, and I have insomnia, and at most I'll be, I'll have like a light sleep, or on the off chance that I do sleep deeply, I'll have night terrors. So it's like, it's kind of a a lose-lose in a way but of course i'm just it's not that i don't feel relatively like well rested i think it's just something that i've i've adjusted to it and we just go with it and obviously there are days when i or nights when i when i get um great sleep and i live i live for those nights of course So we'll see how this all transpires because my schedule is about to change a little bit with um, starting a new job and also I am going to start marathon training. So trying to figure out all of that while making sure I'm getting enough sleep, while making sure that I'm maintaining my relationship and my friendships and doing things for myself and reading and I don't know. I don't really know how it's all going to work, but I know that... My schedule and my sleep schedule is going to shift um, probably drastically, so we'll see what happens. Uh, just I'm just trying to send positive, good vibes that way. If you have any sleeping tips, I'd love to hear them. Things that I do that at least calm me down or make me feel more relaxed is, I started taking magnesium, which I highly recommend people take. It helps with sleep and kind of, like, reduces stress. And then I also think it's really good for your bones and stuff like that as well. So um, I've started taking magnesium. You can just get it, obviously, at any store. And then and I have, like, the pill form, but there's also, like, the powder form. And people have been making, like, those, like, sleepy girl mocktails where you where you mix magnesium into like kind of a little mocktail that you have at night, which sounds really yummy as well. And then I also drink a lot of tea. So, one thing I will say is I don't really drink coffee. And if I do, it's decaf. And if, and that's, it's more because I want to get like a fun little drink. It's not really because I'm trying to help it like sustain me in any way. Like, I don't like black coffee. It's like I have to get like a latte or something. But, um, Basically, and obviously it would not help me at all because I already can't sleep. Regardless of that, I, I, so I pretty much only drink decaf tea as well. Um, and so I have like sleepy time tea, chamomile tea, lavender, like that type of thing at night. Um, there's, I, like yogi tea has like a, uh, an immune and stress relief tea, which is really nice. There are some good ones at Trader Joe's, um, Puka Tea is another really good one, um, oh, yeah, there are so many, I love Throat Coat, I know a lot of people don't like the taste, but I actually really, I actually don't mind it, like, I think it's, I think it's decent as well, just kind of, like, those sort of calming teas, I usually have one of those, like, every other night, um, which is really helpful, and then, I also have like a linen spray that's lavender I light a candle kind of do those relaxing things and one thing if you're gonna take anything from this this is what you need to take so as you all know I read a lot I love reading I love books I just my happy place is a library or a bookstore I just feel so oh just so much joy there um, and so one thing that I recommend is Is a lot of times, and I I'm not saying that I'm I'm not perfect at this by any means, but um. A lot of times we'll all scroll on our phones before we sleep, and blue light is really not great to have on your eyes before sleeping. It honestly probably disrupts your sleep, or or contributes to, um, if you have trouble falling asleep, contributes to that. So what I'll do is even if I am on my phone in bed, um. I'll, I'll, I'll open my book and at least read one or two pages, at least. Um, so the last thing I see is not like a blue, is not blue light, is not like a, a screen. The last thing I see is just like a book or just paper, basically. Um, so I recommend doing that or you could journal as well. But I do think that if you want to get into the habit of reading, because I know that a lot of people do kind of want want to get into reading more or talk to me about, you know, what books they should start and stuff like that. The best thing I can do is, like, associate it with something else. Like, it does help your sleep. So start by reading before you go to bed. Reading will make you feel sleepy. And even if you read a couple pages, that's better than nothing. And a couple pages then turns into more pages then turns into you reading books which is great so those are like a few things that I do I always make sure to moisturize before I sleep as well so um like lip balm and then um my face I use like ponds cream for my face but yeah I, I try to just keep things like as calm as I can um as I'm hopping into bed, and I think that helps a little bit. Um, It just, I think it's just really a matter of if my mind is racing a lot, which it usually is, that doesn't really help. And then just for some reason, even if it's not, even if I do feel tired in my body, it's like, for some reason, I can't get my mind to fall asleep, which is really frustrating. So we keep pushing, we keep trying, but those are the tips that I have, and I'd love to hear any more kind of de-stress, calming, sleepy time tips that you all have as well, Um, because even if it doesn't help me fall asleep, I do love incorporating that stuff into my night routine. I think having like a really good night routine is just really, it makes life a little bit better, honestly, and they always say that your night routine is what sets you up for your morning so yeah i don't know but that's where i'll leave it at now um thanks for indulging my sleep trauma i guess and just my experiences there um in terms of something that brought me joy and love from this past week so as i mentioned i'm back in boston which is really fun um, I do I was really sad to leave Minnesota honestly as well because I felt like I was truly able to just chill there. and I spent a lot of time with my family, obviously, and hung out with my brother every night. and I don't know, you just have more space, but regardless i'm I'm excited to you know, kick off the theater being with my friends and stuff like that here. And something that specifically was really great was I, um hadn't seen my boyfriend for um like two and a half weeks ish because I was home and everything and he was home and whatever and and so uh we 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 took a little spontaneous um trip down to Rhode Island and I'd never been to Rhode Island before so it's another state that I can check off my list and I do wanna spend more time there but it was fun to at least experience a little bit of it. It's not super far from the Boston area. Um, so we went to Providence and just got food, went to a brewery there, and then, and then also, uh, we went to, we went and saw the Brown campus and just had a little, had a little nice little day trip, basically, and so I'm really glad that he was up for doing that, and it was just great to know, spend time with him after so long and I'm excited to see what this coming weekend holds. I'm gonna be hanging out with a lot of friends which will be really fun and in terms of a song suggestion um I so this song is it's not new by any means but it's called I Still Love You by Bishop Briggs and it's like one of my favorite songs ever probably. I think the lyrics are incredible it's it describes um a lot of my past experiences very very well especially my college relationship and i i yeah i think it's a phenomenal song i think she's a phenomenal singer she's so so talented i think that she deserves a lot more credit than what she's given i guess um but Go ahead and check that out and check out some for other music as well. And I am sending you all lots and lots of love and I will see you all next week. Bye!